This is the Living Clean Podcast. This podcast is not meant to replace meetings, sponsorship, step work, or service. This podcast is meant to be another tool in your recovery toolbox. Our guests are here to share their experience, strength, and hope with recovery through Narcotics Anonymous. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the Living Clean Podcast. I'm the co-host Mason S. And with me tonight is my man Tony P. What's up, Mason? How's life, Tony? Man, life's perfect for me, buddy. How are you? Oh man, I can't. I'm blessed. Blessed, fortunate. It's a good day to be clean. I know that. Also with us tonight, our very special guest, Mr. Zach S. Zach, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How about y'all? Man, we're doing good. You want to start with your uh, clean date and give your home group a shout out? Yeah, uh, my clean date's October 12th, 2022, and my home group is the Newcomers Group of Homewall, Tennessee. That's what's up, man. Come over that, just came over that year, Mark. Yes, sir. Um, How did that feel, picking that up? Was that, did you feel accomplished? I I did, man. Um, I felt real accomplished. You know, I've, I've had a, I've had a year before. Um, it's just this time was a lot different, you know. Is uh, there was a lot more involved uh, involvement as far as you know working steps and um, you know actually utilizing my sponsor and things like that and actually getting involved in service and things like that. You know, so yeah. it, was, it was a big change. Yeah, and we're going to dive into a little bit a little bit of that tonight. That's why uh, we're here tonight. We're here to talk about IP number six, which is uh, relapse and recovery and um well we brought you in because you've got a little bit of experience with that but i I think it's a it's a tremendous story and we're going to dive into that in a little bit but um i guess the first thing we want to do is kind of let the listeners get to know you a little bit so if you want to start with like what's the when's the first time that you heard about narcotics anonymous man i i want to say it was um it was probably back in 2015 um my granddaddy, he uh, he had, he'd got charged and and you know got some drug charges and stuff. And one of the stipulations was going to treatment and stuff. And um, and like he, I don't know, he just kind of led the charge with the whole family and everything. And then whenever uh, it come to a point to where I I felt like I needed help, you know, that's a uh, that's the that's the one place I went. I got you. Um, so what was? What was your initial thoughts the first time you walked into the room? I know that your granddaddy had kind of um, give you the rundown of what it was like, but what what do you remember thinking the first time you walked in there and heard the people talking about what they was talking about? Man, I like frill when I first got there. I didn't know what to really think. Um, it was they, my first impression was like this is a freaking cult or something, you know. And I'm sure y'all hear that all the time. But, um, and another thing was like, I had, you know, people that didn't even know me coming up to me, telling me they loved me, that they were glad to see me and, and all this stuff. And, you know, men giving me hugs and things like that, man, it was, it was really out of my element. I felt really uncomfortable at first, but I guess that's just because, you know, I wasn't used to nothing like that. So the first time you walk in and you experience what you just talked about, uh, did you stick around long that time or did you kind of pop back out and then end up coming back in or how'd that work? Man, uh, that time I'd say 
I stuck around for a little while, about nine months. And like, I was, I was really so, so scared that, you know, like they, they say to attend 90 meetings in 90 days and stuff, but I mean, I was there every day, sometimes two hours early sitting outside the meeting, wait for the meeting to start, you know? Um, so that's kind of how that went. I got you. Um, well, let's talk about in between the that first initial nine months when you came in and you got a taste of it. What do you think led to you going back out? Well, for one, there was there was there was the females in there, and uh, you know that played a part in it. And one of them was in there, and she wasn't actually, you know, she was doing other stuff outside, and I got hanging around with the wrong crowd inside there, and uh, you know that kind of led me back out the out the door in, in that way, but. Um, man, it just, uh, I, I wasn't working a program at all. You know, it just, I was just making meetings. That was about it. You know, that's, uh, I didn't have a sponsor. Uh, and really at that time, you know, the only thing I knew about the steps was the, 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 we had these, we had these big plaques or whatever on the walls in the meeting. And it's, you know, we got the traditions and we got the steps and, and all that. And, but I mean, other than that, people just really said work the steps you know that's all they really said you know it wasn't really did didn't really hear about it a whole lot in meetings and stuff yeah and that was um that was kind of what the norm was whenever i first got there too because i came i came sometime uh well well after the first time that you ever walked in and you know the we we share the same home group and you know, that was my initial impression is that a lot of people talked about, you know, we just worked the steps and we left it at that. Nobody really dove in and really talked about what that meant and kind of what that looked like. And, and you can, you can tell me whether this is how it was then or not. But when I first got there, there was a lot of like sponsorship incest, like all the people in the meeting kind of sponsored each other and nobody really had sponsors outside of that. And, uh, so the norms that kind of went on there in the beginning seemed to continue for years and years until people finally started getting seeking sponsorship outside of there. Is that kind of what it was like then? Yeah. I, I remember, you know, like, um, everybody's sponsor was in that, in that meeting, you know, um, it just, everybody just kind of shared the same ideas and same views and stuff. I mean, uh, I don't recall, ever going to an outside meeting other than other than that meeting yeah. specifically so you know I, I could see where you you know that incest thing that you were talking about you know was taking place yeah yeah absolutely so uh from the period from that nine months that you were initially there you came back in another time in between this time right is that correct yeah, yeah, I, I've been in out of the rooms, um, uh, well, quite a few times over the past uh, over the past six or seven years, maybe longer than that. I'm I'm not really sure, you know, as far as the timelines, but I know I've been in and out of the rooms quite a few times. Yeah, so I guess I guess what I'm I'm leading you into is when you come this time, what do you think was different? Oh man, this time. Um, it was like every time I came back, it was, it was because of something else. Like life got worse and worse and worse every time, but like, it just, it never got bad enough to where like, 
where I had to like j- just change what. All right, let me see how to say this. It was never it was never bad enough to where like this was the only option, you know, NA was the only option, right. except this time it was, you know, this time I had, it, this was the last house on the block. You know, this is, this is either this or, 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 you know, a gravesite, you know, being, being ended up in a grave or, or locked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess what you've seen in there compared to what we were just talking about a minute ago was like totally different. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, my first meeting back, um, this time around, you know, that's the majority of everyone in there was talking about steps and step works and, and, and even having meetings over certain specific steps and things like that, you know, it was all about the 12 steps, you know, even the traditions and stuff. And like, like this time, you know, like even back then, I didn't know anything about no traditions at all. And, um, and obviously the group back then wasn't working any kind of traditions either. So, you know, they, they didn't really have any experience to share on that either. Um, they was actually violating a lot, quite a few traditions, uh, since I know what I know about the traditions today, right. you know, but, um, yeah, that was the big difference. You know, it just seemed like everybody was on the same page, you, you know, with it. And, I, um, our group kind of kept the same core people. What was interesting is the people that kind of started that meeting were still around uh, for the longest time in there, and they, you know, they wasn't practicing traditions or they wasn't talking about steps. But what was interesting about it is that seemed to work for that select group of people. But once some others got involved in there and started really falling in love with the traditions and wanted to learn about steps and wanted to have meetings with those step topics and step studies and, and different things like that. It seemed like it opened the door and more people other than, than just that select group of people started to get clean. Well, let's, let's shift gears for a minute. Cause this is a first for me. Um, you're not the first relative I've ever had on here, but I believe you are the first person that I ever actively used with that's uh that's on the podcast. And I don't know whether that's a positive or not, but I think it's pretty fucking cool because I think back to where we was at over there on that house or you know, close to the ballpark, laid up in that bedroom. That's one of the times that you slipped out to go get clean and I was thinking the fuck's wrong with him (laughs) but to think back to where we were at there and to what life looks like today it's pretty amazing uh i never thought in a million years that we would be on a podcast that people all over the world are listening to talking about recovery you know i i figured we might have been on the dark web trying to find some illicit new drugs to do or something on the internet but i never thought that we'd be doing stuff like this is that does that blow your mind oh absolutely like i mean if you would have told me back then that i'd be doing something like this man i would have said that you were i mean you need to stop go to bed and lay down go sleep or something you need a cracker (laughs) and a nap yeah for sure but um yeah it's 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 still it's still crazy you know looking back and seeing where we're at now and 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 how so much has changed and 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 um man i it's it's crazy it just blows my mind it is thank god for na absolutely hey hey zach how are you buddy i'm good tony 
How you good. doing? I'm good. I'm glad I didn't use with either one of you. Hey, I was going <laughs> to ask you. I was going to ask you. Um, so you talked about, I was, I was listening, you talked about, you know, you've been in and out several times after the program. And then you came here and I watched you get committed. I'm a member of that home group too and watched your involvement. So by going in and out and going to just the meetings, not getting a sponsor, working steps, did you see it actively working in other people's lives? Is that what you brought you back to Narcotics Anonymous and your level of commitment this time because you knew it would work for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like, uh, for instance, M Mason, you know, like uh, if you if you knew him like I did back in the day, you I mean, and to see how it's worked in his life. And I mean, he's 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 a uh, count of well. You know he, you know what he does for a profession and everything else, and going I in do. and out of jails and all this stuff voluntarily. I mean, you, that's got to say something, you know, like absolutely, oh, like because I mean, if you've gotten, I well, I did, and and he was terrified of the police and the fact that he'll just walk into a jail, you know, like <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. But yeah, so you know, Mason, just, Mason just gave you hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just Mason, but all kind of people, you know, like people that I knew from the streets and stuff like that. And just um, and and just seeing how these people were like living their best life, you know, just just happy. And you could see the life in their eyes and and just like people that that lost their families and they're getting their families back and and, and just all that stuff. You know, I, I it's something that I've always seen, but I just. I was just always rebellious to it. You know, it's like, man, I, I, I'm going to do, I'll do some of it this way, but I'm not going to totally surrender, you know, my will. I'm going to keep on trying to find another way that I can do it without having to completely give, give everything to it, you know? Yeah. So I do know this about you. You are an all in or all out type of dude. And, uh, you're either all the fuck in or you're all the fuck out. Then that's that. I don't think that makes you unique. I think most of us are that way. I know through those other times where you were in and out, there were times where you were all in and something happened and you kind of got disconnected. What do you think keeps the fire burning this time? That's different than the last time, man. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you like, um, this time, that it was just actually working like see uh as far as all the other times i never really was 100 percent in you know like it was either i was coming to meetings i'd get a sponsor but i wouldn't call them and and if i'm not calling my sponsor and meeting with my sponsor then i'm not working any steps and you know i sure as heck wasn't taking any service positions you know i wasn't going doing h and i or any of that stuff but this time around you know I didn't waste no time. You know, I, I come in and I'm sure you remember it. I, you know, y'all suggested that this guy be my sponsor and I, I, I didn't ask no questions. I just asked him, will you be my sponsor? He said, I'd be honored. And then he told me to call him every day. I did. Um, and then we got started on the step work, you know, and, um, and as I started to, to write on the steps and stuff and, 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 and go through that process, man, I started to, sense relief you know i started to get that relief and then i that's just like i got hungry for it you know and then there were times where like i was actually dealing with some stuff man and um and and i was praying and doing all these things that y'all told me to do and and i wasn't getting getting any relief like i was wanting and then i i, I looked down at my step book workbook and then i opened it up and and i just get to writing and before i knew it like i'd done answered like all kind of questions in there and then 
man, but I wasn't, I wasn't obsessing and, and, or anything anymore. You know, I'd gotten that relief. And so it's, it's, it's those, those situations like that, that's kind of like, man, this stuff really does work and it keeps me hungry for it. You know, it, it really does keep me hungry for it. Yeah. I think that's a good point because it's not just some of it works, but when we do all of it, 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 it really works. You know, like going to meetings, we can hang on for a little while just doing that or just going to meetings and calling our sponsor. We can do that. But eventually it's going to take a little bit of all of it. Going to meetings, calling our sponsor, working steps, uh, being of service, you know, and usually just like you said, if I if I know that I've got something that's going on with me. If I go down my checklist, have I prayed and meditated today? Have I read any literature? Have I called my sponsor? Have I done any step work? Have I been of service? I cannot answer all five of those honestly and say, yes, I have. And I'm still, my ass is still on fire. Um, usually one of the things that I need to do the most leaves such a bad taste in my mouth that the very thought about doing it just drives me insane going, oh God, I know I need to do that, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> But once I finally break over that line and do it, like you said, the relief is on the other side. I want to bring in my man, Tony P over here for a second. When, when did you meet Zach? Uh, over a year ago. And that was at our home group. Um, and that's, I think that's the first time I met him. He might've been in and out some, a uh, couple of years ago. And I met him before that, but in Narcotics Anonymous, I met him over a year ago. Yeah. And this is the time where I'd like you to answer that question for Zach, you know, in the step working guide, when it says, is there anything that you left <laughs> out? Would you share that with the world? Right? Now? <laughs> no, I'm I just, will not. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, Absolutely not. And you know me better than that. Yeah, no, I'm just playing. Um, but let just talk about like, uh, what, what Zach has meant to you since you met him. All right. So, um, you know, when he asked me to sponsor him, you know, I mean, just think how many people's asked us to sponsors over the years. Um, you know, you start out with asking them to call you every day and uh, everyone's not going to have that level of commitment. I mean, you're talking about calling every day. Zach's calling every day. So I do that for a couple of weeks and, um, you know, I get him to start reading in the, in the basic text and uh, he gets it works how and why. Man, like in a week, he told me I'm done. We read the first step from the blank page to page 22. It works and how and why. It gets a step working guide about a month's past then. And I'm telling you, Mason, um, every month in four weeks, he'd call me and say, I'm through with that steps. And sometimes I would challenge him. I'd say, hey, look, man, you answer three questions a day. I challenge you. I'll answer three. We did about six months there. We're in the morning, we'd read a page. We started at the beginning of the basic text. We'd read a page and we'd text each other what stuck out to us in that page. We probably did that for a half a year. Man, you talking about, you know, when you see someone every day and go over steps with them, you see the change in their life that's so drastic in six months when they get to six and seven and they don't see that change, you know, and I know me and you've talked about that before, but man, and when he asked me, I told him, man, it'd be an honor, but I didn't know what an honor it was going to be until today. All right. Well, I'm going to flip it over to you, Zach. What, what's your relationship with Tony? What's that meant to you? Man, it's meant everything. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, you know, I probably wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for, for Tony. 
um, as sponsoring me and, and, and just being a good friend to me, you know, through this whole process. And, and probably the biggest thing about it is it's just been available. He answers the phone. Um, and like when, as far as step work, he, we're going over it within 48 hours. I mean, he's always, he's made time for me. And, and for me, that's, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing, especially for a sponsor, uh, is to be available and make that time, uh, because, you know, they, 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 they realize how important it is and that this is life or death. And, and, um, you know, he was just, he was as committed to it as I was. And, 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 and that meant a lot. And, um, it's, it's really been, it's really been a great thing to, uh, you know, for this relation to see this relationship grow and, 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 and become what it has, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I have no doubts about it. You know, sponsorship is the heartbeat of this program, you know, and, and, and Tony is, has really been there for me, you know? Hey, I wanted to ask you this, Zach. So in your first year clean, did you have any life situations I don't want to know what they are. Did you have any life situations where if you hadn't been involved with a sponsor, step work, involved in meetings, and if you were just hanging on the edge of the boat, would you be sitting in that chair tonight? Oh, absolutely. I, 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 three months in, well, whenever I came into the rooms, I was in a relationship with someone who was using, and I was living there, and and um, <laughs> this and that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us know how, that's, how that story goes, but um, – had I not, you know, had already been been in the process of calling my sponsor every day, working steps, you know, going to meetings and praying and meditating and doing all those things that 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 we're told to do, that there's no doubt in my mind that you know I wouldn't have made it because uh, in my history and my pattern shows that relationships is a big downfall for me and it's often leading me back out to you know active addiction. You know what I think is cool about you is. We all fall short in this fellowship. All of us have character defects that get the best of us and all these things. But you're one of the people that I know is the absolute most honest about when a character defect comes up and bites you in the ass. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think you talk about, you know, looking at people when you first come in the room you know, that kind of inspired you and, and, you know, the people that have come in after me have really inspired me in some of the ways where they are able to be so honest about, you know, because I'll just be straight with you. You know, like I, I got all in when I got there, like I was chairing meetings. I was, you know, secretary of the home group. I was, I've been the GSR and a lot of people would come to me, uh, with problems and things like that. And whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, I struggled from time to time of getting back down on everybody else's level and being humble enough to say, dude, I am miserable. Or this character defect is kicking my ass, you know? So it was almost like always putting on a front of trying to look like everything's all right all the time to where I see you come in and not only are you showing up to a meeting after a character defects kind of kicked your ass for the day, but you're sharing about it in the meeting. You talk to your sponsor about it. And then I've, I mean, well, hell we've had conversations 20 or 30 minutes after the meeting's over talking about certain, those certain things. And what that's done for me is kind of unlocked that, um, or, or showed me the benefits of being able to do that. And it's allowed me to, humble myself and have those conversations with 
with other people too you know me and tony's had talks like that and me and my sponsor and several other people to where you don't have to be you know the strongest one in the room all the time you know we we're strong when we can be and then when we're not that's why everybody else we can lean on them uh so i commend you for that i know it's uh i, I i've been grateful for that and probably hadn't told you that enough but I think that's vital to our recovery whenever we can come in and just be honest about what's going on. Cause you don't know, not only is it helping yourself, but you don't know who else that's helping too. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, also, I mean, I've, I've watched you uh, lose the desire to use and be free from acts of addiction. You talked about relationships a while ago. How's that trickled in your relationships, kids and family and other things by working the steps? Man, it's a man. It, you know, I just, I just, I've learned a lot as far as like just being available. You know, uh, that's a big thing. Uh, there was a there was a long period of time where you know I just wasn't available and 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 just trying to be understanding, loving, and caring and stuff. And that's what that's you know the steps and and watching y'all and um and other people, you know, in their recovery and their walk and stuff. It, it's just I've just you know followed by example, you know, or you know, just followed what, just following which watching y'all, you know, and, um, that's, a. my relationships today are, are amazing. You know, um, my, like right now, you know, my mother's going through some stuff. She's, she's sick and, 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 and I hate that. And it's hard and, you know, it breaks my heart that there's nothing I can do, but what I can do is, is be grateful that I'm, that I'm able to be present and be there for her and to help her through this the best that I can. And, um, and, and, and to be the son that, you know, that, that I want to be and that she deserves and, and, mm. uh, and, and, and the same with my children, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dang good father. And I'm not saying that to be boastful or anything, but I, I know that because, you know, I'm present, I'm there, I listen, I talk to them about real things, you know, and I, I provide and, and, and all those things, you know, that, um, that's just not, it wouldn't be possible had it not been for, you know, Narcotics Anonymous, you know. Yeah, absolutely, Zach. I see all that too. And you're right. You are a damn good dad. Yeah, them them kids love their daddy, that's for sure. In this section right here, we kind of discuss Zach's mother. And for those of you that don't know, uh, she's also a member of the fellowship. And she was diagnosed with cancer a couple of months ago and has been in the battle of her life fighting that so when we were talking about the struggles that his mother's going through that's what we were talking about what a blessing that as bad as it is that your mom's got to go through this stuff though think about what it would have been like two or three years ago you know um she would have been going through this i mean i wouldn't say alone but the people who she would want closest to her wouldn't be able to go through it with her because of active addiction. And now you guys, you and your brother and, you know, the rest of us get an opportunity to be able to, to be there for her. I think, I think that's just fucking cool, man. And what a blessing. Thank God for NA. I know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude when it comes to that. You know, there's, I could, um, you know, my perspective has changed a lot since, since, since the first, since my first day here from the time till now. Um, and just, 
just being able to find the gratitude in the situation helps. And and I'm not going to say that, you know, I I've had thoughts of, you know, when, when it gets too much to bear and, 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 you know, I've had those thoughts where I'm like, man, I know what I could do because I want to run, you know, that's what I, that's what me, that's what I want to do. I want to yeah. run from it because I'm scared, um, you know, because I'm hurt and all this. And, but like, man, just, just the, when I play that tape all the way through, and think about, well, if you've done that, you wouldn't, you're going to have so much regret because you won't be able to be there. And, and it's just, it's just not worth it. And this is just, I mean, this is just so much better. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Well, without further ado, let's, uh, let's dive off into the topic today. Today's topic is IP number six, relapse and recovery. Uh, and I think for those of you that will go through and you'll look at relapse and recovery, you'll you'll notice that a lot of this ended up making it into our basic text. And a lot of these fundamentals and, and principles that's in this specific IP um, are some of the ones that people have leaned on you know, since this thing came out, which was in 1965, it says at the bottom it was written in 1965. So you're roughly talking 18 years before the basic text. And, you know, such a good piece of literature that, you know, when they were putting the basic text together that they thought that this should be a chapter. But anyways, Zach, when you was reading over this, what are some of the things that kind of stuck out to you? Man, I tell you, for the first, the first, this one sentence right here, <clears throat> it talks about uh, after a member has had some t uh, involvement in our fellowship, relapse may be the jarring experience that brings about a more rigorous application of the program. And man, that that really holds true for me. Um, and I I had mentioned earlier, you know, that I'd been in and out of the rooms, and and well, my first experience in recovery, I had, I had nine months, and I had. I had relapsed and it wasn't like I went back out for a long period of time. I just, you know, I had done something that I considered a relapse and, and like it, it was coming up close to the year mark, right. For, and it was going to be a celebration, all this stuff, man. But that conscience, that conscience that everybody talks about that we get back, man, it started eating at me. And well, I ended up sharing in a meeting and, and I, I told on myself about it and, and like, it was just, there was so much shame and guilt that I was feeling over it. But like, and this is one of the things that, that helped, that helped me whenever I came back, because like, like I was so afraid that all, everyone was going to be like, uh, just, um, not, uh, upset or, or just disappointed, disappointed in me. You know, that I was, I was afraid they were going to be disappointed, but you know what? They weren't, you know, they was, they, they just, they told me they loved me and that they were proud of me and all this and everything, man. And it just, and that really stuck with me, you know, like that, um, that's what made it easier to come back, you know, and keep coming back, you know, even after at relapse and relapse, you know. This part in the personal story right here, it talks about Narcotics Anonymous has grown a great deal since 1953. The people who started this fellowship from whom we have a deep and lasting affection have taught us much about addiction and recovery. 
In the following pages, we offer you our beginnings. The first section was written in 1965 by one of our earliest members. And if memory serves me correct, this was written by Jimmy K. Most recent stories of our NA members' recovery can be found in our basic text of Narcotics Anonymous. And then it goes on to talk about, um, you know, the We Do Recover part. Just to think this was the mind of somebody early in, or, well, I, I say early, but you got to think this was 12 years after, you know, that first meeting uh, in Sun Valley, California. 12 years after that, somebody wrote this and published that. So this is basically wrote off 12 years experience of seeing people go in and come back. And what's interesting is this chapter wouldn't mean anything had people not left and decided to come back. It's not the leaving that that's the big deal to me. It's the fact that they did come back because something there. And I guess just like with your story too, um, something keeps bringing these individuals back. And uh, sometimes what they discovered is that relapse is the jarring experience that needs uh, to bring about a more rigorous application. But anyways, I want to talk about the next section a little bit, the We Do Recover. And I think it's the third paragraph that we usually read all the time. It says, when at the end of the road, we find that we can no longer function as a human being, either with or without drugs, we all face the same dilemma. There seems to be this alternative, either going to the bitter ends, jails, institutions, or death, or find a new way to live. In years gone by, very few addicts ever had this last choice. Those who are addicted today are more fortunate. For the first time in man's entire history, a simple way has been proving itself in the lives of many addicts. It is available to us all. This is a simple, spiritual, not religious program known as Narcotics Anonymous. So I want to ask both of you this. like, What, what was going through your mind the first time you hear that? So I'd heard that I'd been in and out of the rooms a bunch of times, Mason, and I'd heard that, but I'd never heard it before. You know what I mean? I'd heard it read a million times. And under the first couple of years in meetings, I sat there and listened to the meet, listened to the readings. And I remember hearing that and some other readings. And I knew then that for the first time in my life, there was a way out, you know, that every one of those words in there, I hung on those words. And even in the basic text and recovery and relapse, I remember the first time that I read the basic text, how much I underlined it in that area, in that book. But I knew finally that I'd find a way out. And there was some hope when I heard those readings. And that's why we do those readings before that. And if I don't go to meetings, Mason, I, then then I'll isolate. I'll revert to my sickest behavior without using drugs. And that's what it talks about in recovery and relapse. Yeah. What do you guys think about, have you ever put much thought into this sentence in there where it says in years gone by, very few addicts ever had this last choice? Absolutely. Do you think, I just, I think we take recovery for granted uh, so much, man. Uh, man, thank God you don't have to see what it was like before 1953. And look how readily available it is to us today from yeah. the meetings all over the world. And then now Zoom, um, especially after COVID, has taken off so much. We have so much literature to read um, from 
and step working guides, uh, the basic text, spiritual principle of the day. I mean, it's almost readily available to us today for anybody that wants it. And, you know, I can't imagine uh, what they went through uh, in the process. Hey, but thank God for our pioneers that uh, rode bicycles to write that basic text and went to world literature convention uh, committees. Um, and they were as passionate about his NA as people that I saw at my home group when I first arrived there, you know. But it's so readily available to us today, man. I try not to take it for granted. But I do. And like, like you said in the beginning of this, at times we all fall, fall short, you know, in Narcotics Anonymous. Um, and our lives get busy. And that's not the time for me to take a back seat in Narcotics Anonymous when my life gets busy, because the reason my life got busy was because of Narcotics Anonymous. When I, when I think about this in the basic text and I can't remember, my memory is such shit. Now I can't remember reading back over this, if it made it into the IP or not, but in relapse and recovery in the basic text, you know, my favorite line in the whole book is in there and that would be on, page 79 in your six editions and that's we have never seen a person who lives the narcotics anonymous program relapse yeah and i think i think i want to take that line and i'd like to ask each of you i'll start with zach here like when you hear i've we have never seen a person who lives the narcotics anonymous program relapse what does living the program mean to you man well it's uh to me, it's it's a lot more than actually, you know, just attending meetings and and working steps and things like that. It's when it's when we take them spiritual principles that we learned about through working the steps and we start to apply them in our lives, you know, <clears throat> love and compassion and commitment and and perseverance and things like that. I I say those because you know, like commitment and and perseverance is is is, is two of the big ones that that really helped me get through, you know. Um, the tough times that I, the, the, the trials and stuff that I faced early on in, in, in recovery this time, because had it not been for, you know, those things that uh, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today, but you know, it's just, it's just taking what we learned and, 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 and actually putting it to use out, out in everyday life. You know, uh, for me, it's, that's what it's about. Tony yeah, I'm with Zach on that. It's, it's practicing spiritual principles. So let's just take the spiritual principle um, and six about commitment. So I can do that same thing in Narcotics Anonymous and I can do the same thing in my work and my friendships and everything else. Um, I think it's uh, them same things that we hear all the time, Mason, and staying involved with other people. Um, but those spiritual principles, uh, you know, I can practice them in Narcotics Anonymous, getting involved in learning about the traditions and practicing those and then practicing those. I used to hear y'all like my first year clean about practicing these outside of narcotics anonymous i'm like shit i don't have a life outside of narcotics anonymous at the time you know i was building my foundation then and i didn't really know what y'all were talking about at the time but it's that same thing we hear over and over you know i wake up every morning um with this disease and i need to do something about it and i'm like zach i went in and out and in and out before i got committed i like it in recovery and relapse where it says that we can't get clean for anybody else um, except ourselves. And, you know, I, I did that a million times for a million different reasons, but not this time. You know, I think about our symbol, right? And it's got those four equal sides of God, self, society, and service. And I think about trying to 
um, implement things in my life to where I could connect to all four sides of those. Much like when I was using, right? Like when I was using, I lived for it. I lived to use and used to live. I was wide open. The people I hung out with used every thought or every action that I took had something to do with using, uh, even the, the character defects that I used was to help me, uh, achieve getting more or distance myself from people who disapproved of the things that I was doing while I was using, you know, and I, I, you hear it all the time. They say, well, if you'll just give 25% of what you were given while you were using to your recovery, you'll make it. Uh, but I, I think if we can somehow channel a little bit more than that 25%, it's almost the, the literature is telling us that we got a guaranteed path of success. You know, never is a big word. And, and I would love to know who actually wrote that line in the book and ask them, <laughs> why did you decide to use the word never when AA decided to use rarely have we seen a person fail that has thoroughly followed our path? I wonder what the big difference is. Um, because when I, because we used to have to go to both fellowships whenever I first got clean, and I would hear that. And that line scared me to death when they would say rarely, because I'm still thinking I'm unique, that I could be you, the, the one that is unique enough, the most unique in the room that rarely would apply to me and that I could do all these things and it still might not work. So the fact yeah. that whenever they were writing this, they decided to use the word never has always kind of blown my mind. I would love to see where they were going with that. But I think about our symbol and, and trying to equally apply the my energy to God's self, society, and service, you know, and base all of that in goodwill. And I noticed that when I get close to that, because I think that's kind of like achieving perfection, equally so giving your energy to 25% of that. I don't think – I haven't been able to figure that out yet, but that's what I'll work <laughs> yeah. with. But the closer yeah, I, I get to that, the higher the point of freedom is, you know. I, so. yeah, I think that's a cliche about the 25%. Hey, and just think back a few days ago, December 14th, I think it was. I'm not sure. But the gist for today talked about complacency. Um, and, you know, how many – and I've done it many times uh, before now. But how many people we see uh, come to Narcotics Anonymous in three to six months, their life gets better. You know, if we just quit using they our life gets better. But what we all have in common is two common threads. And one of those is when we start, we can't stop. You know, that's our all that's our common thread with all of us. When we start, we can't stop. Um, right. And then when we stop doing drugs, then we see that we don't know how to deal with life. And that's where sponsorship and step work and the network of other people come in. And, you know, the longer we stay clean, it don't matter what the pro what the situation is. If we want to know how to get our driver's license back, somebody in there got the driver's license back. If we want to know how to get the kids back, somebody got the kids back. If we want to know how to get an LLC and start a business, someone else has started one. And that's where that network comes in, in handy. Um, Besides just uh, living life on a day-to-day -day basis, Mason. Yeah, no doubt. So to your point where you were just talking about, one of the sections in this IP says, recovery as experienced through our 12 steps is our goal. 
not mere physical abstinence. To improve ourselves takes effort. And since there is no way in the world to graft a new idea on a closed mind, an opening must be made somehow. Since we can do this only for ourselves, we need to recognize two of our seemingly inherent enemies: apathy <laughs> and procrastination. So, yeah, that just that just goes to show us, you know, that uh, that's based off the experience that they gathered back in 1965 of the people that came in and out was that it's more than just not using. It's about changing our total way of life through the 12 steps. And if we don't do that, then we're destined to go back out. Absolutely. And I mean, like, um, <clears throat> See, I've I've tried every every which way, you know, before this before actually applying the program and working a program, you know, I've tried the uh, mere abstinence and and I did I've I've had times where you know like I've went a year or so with that with just just straight abstinence, you know, no kind of program, no meetings, no nothing, but you know, it's about the quality of my life today because then it was like, you know, I was just miserable, you know, that's really all I was doing existing. And like, and that ultimately that's what led me to go back out that at those times was that if hell, if I'm going to be miserable, I might as well be high and miserable, you know? So like, you know, that, that just, that makes so much sense. Like I, like if I'm going to be here, then I'm, I'm going to work the program, you know, cause it's about the quality of my life today. And, and my life is, it, it is great, you know? What about this line? There is no way in the world to graft a new idea on a closed mind. That is, that is so profound. And, and look, think about the people that you've seen that have come into the rooms and that have made their way back out who are probably still out there. There's a, there's a closed mindedness that comes over them. That is like impenetrable. Like you cannot break into that. And, uh, you know, like it says, you know, we can sit there all, we try all the things, we try to talk to them, we try to pray for them, we try to do all these things, but until something happens to where that, you know, they open their mind a little bit more, there's not, there's no way a new idea is going to be grafted on it. So before we wrap it up, Zach, I want to, I want to ask you to kind of give a little message to somebody who may be out there struggling, who may find themselves in a position where you found yourself at nine months or the the time that you came back and was there for around 11 months. And it feels like uh, either life is going too slow inside these rooms or you're kind of outgrowing these rooms. Uh, what would your message be to that person who's on the verge of relapse? I'd have to say, you know, just for one, just keep coming back, you know, no matter what, uh, even if you, if, if you, even if you're coming into the rooms, you know, loaded, just keep coming back, you know, cause I know people that have, I have before. And, and as long as you just keep coming back, something's going to stick and it will, uh, at least that was my experience. And, um, you know, just, just keep coming back. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's really all I can say about that, you know, and then everything else will follow, you know? Yeah. That'll, that kind of hits the nail on the head right there. And, you know, just, like they told me in the beginning, keep bringing your ass and eventually your head will follow. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, the only thing that's changed about bringing my ass is it's getting harder and harder to do the bigger that it gets, you know. So, 
<laughs> oh, that's a, that's, a, that's another topic for another time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I really appreciate y'all coming on here and uh, diving into this IP and I look forward to uh, next week. Um, we're going to have a gentleman from Sweden that's going to be on helping us break down IP number seven. Yeah. And, uh, well, look there. There's little baby bricks who decided to pop in. Baby yeah. Bricks. Yeah. So, Tony, Zach, appreciate y'all. And yes, we, sir. We will see y'all next week. Thank you for joining us on our Living Clean podcast. This is another platform that we can share our message of recovery, which is an addict, any addict, can stop using drugs, lose a desire to use, and find a new way to live. Join that no matter what club. You can contact us through text. The number is 931-306-9364.